right. How y'all doing tonight? All right. Four of you. That's wonderful. Um, for all the rest of you, are you feeling like sick? Is that what it is? Like me? Because I sound like I woke up this morning and I started doing like this. And Larson's like, I don't know who you are. Like, that's not your voice. I'm just sick. I'm getting over it. It's okay. So let's try again. Y'all doing good tonight? It <clears throat> makes me... It makes me feel pretty good that you would say that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yes. Now, what we're doing is talking through the series of foundations. And the idea of this is we want to talk about the things that you need to have firm in your footing of your faith in order to do that best, in order to live the best possible life, the life that Jesus offers. Over the last month or so at the church, we've had many opportunities to step into faith with Jesus. And the offer of Jesus is what we see in John 10.10. 10. He says, I've come that they may have life and have life to the full. And so we want you to know what that full life looks like. But without a firm foundation, a firm footing, you're never going to find it. So for the next few weeks, we're going to talk about those, those elementary, primary, foundational things of your faith and how you grow in them. Last week, we talked about the first one, and tonight we're going to continue. And tonight's going to be a shorter talk because we have something going on in a few minutes. How many of you are excited to watch the Falcons rise up and destroy the Saints? Yes. Are there, are there any Saints fans in the room? Okay, we're going to pray for you. Uh, so just lay a hand on them that they wouldn't be utterly destroyed. Just a little bit. No. Um, but yeah, we're going to have fun. So I'm not going to talk too long. <coughs> too long because this is going to happen also, uh, but also so we can go and have a lot of fun tonight. But before we go and do that, I just want to give, take a few minutes to tell you about something I think is crucial for your faith. See, my prayer for you here at C12 is Luke 2.52, that you would grow in wisdom and stature and in favor with both God and with men, just like Jesus did. In other words, I want you to grow up. I want you to mature. My, my goal for you is that by the time you're done hanging out with us here at C12, that you would grow in, in emotional and spiritual and in relational maturity. But the question then that I want to kind of focus on tonight is, how do you actually quantify that? Like, Matt, that's awesome. That's a great goal. Everyone would grow up. But how do you actually make that happen in your life? And I was posed with this question recently, about a month ago. Kevin Queen, how many of you know who Kevin Queen is? That's right. <coughs> So if we're recording this, we're going to send this to him because four people enjoy Kevin Queen, okay? We're going to make him feel better about himself. Kevin Queen is the campus pastor of our Hamilton Mill campus. He's like a big, yes, this side. Um, he's like a big brother to me. I've known him since I was in elementary school. His younger brother's my best man. And so Kevin, Kevin and I have a, a unique relationship where it's very much big brother, very much coach. And there are just things that he can say to me that speak so directly into the things I'm going, going through like no one else can. And so we're talking about C12. And he's asking me, how's it going? I'm like, it's incredible. I love what I get to do. Like I've never enjoyed anything else in the seven years I've been in this church. I love getting to hang out with you every single week. And he's like, that's great. So what's your goal? And so I said, well, my goal is that they would grow up in wisdom and stature and in favor of both God and men, just, like just as Jesus talked about the maturity side of it. Then I want to see you grow into adults if we're in this transitional season. He said, that's great. It's still awesome. How do you actually know that that's happening? I was like, um, uh, because they're getting older? Uh, uh, no, I, man, I don't know. I don't know. He said, all right, well, let me ask you the question. What's the time in your life that you grew up the most? And I sat there and was like, there's a lot of, Kevin's known a lot of dumb things I've done and a lot of bad seasons I've been through. So I'm like, let me, 
let me rack, let me rank the times I was most awful and had to grow up. And I said, I don't know when the girl that who is now my wife when we were dating. I said when we broke up. And he said, No, that was like that was bad. Um, and that actually kind of plays a part into it, but it's not the time you grew up the most. I said, Man, I have no idea. He said, When you became a dad, I watched you grow up when you came when you became a father. Now I'm not saying in here that all of you need to become moms and dads right now. Okay, let's. <laughs> Let's skip that thought. Don't hear what I'm not saying. So he elaborated a little bit, and that's what I want to share with you. Not about being a dad, but he said, <coughs> the reason why being a dad caused you to grow up is because you started loving someone else more than yourself. You had this son, you had this boy, this child that needed you, and I watched all of you grow up and change because you started loving someone else more than yourself. And now the problem with understanding that truth is that it is not what the world would say. So I'm going to pull a, I'm going to pull a PK. I've never done this at C12, and I have a handheld mic, so I'm a little nervous. But I'm going to, I'm going to write something out for you all, okay, for you to follow along with. Can everyone see that, like, see the, this is a whiteboard? Okay. The answer is yes, because everyone can see this is a whiteboard, okay? Now, this is the way that the world would line up how you should approach things in your heart. This is, the, this is the, the rank and file, the order of how you should do things. Can everyone see what that says? This is totally a test. It says love. All right, good. So love yourself. Then after that, you love others. I know people are looking like straight at my back. Um, these jeans look good, don't they? And then you love God. This is the order of how the world would tell you that you should love, that your heart should be. You love yourself. Listen, you go do whatever makes you happy, right? You do you, boo-boo, okay? Now, there's, there's a, there is an actual way to look at that in a positive light, but the way the world says it, no. You love yourself first. You go after your pleasures, the things that you want, and then after that, you go and love others. Then you go and you start loving your family and your friends and your community and those around you, and you, you give a little bit of yourself away. And then last would be love God. Because the world would say, does God even exist? Are we even going to live in a way that honors him, that loves him, that understands that our identity isn't found in anything of this world, it's found in him? And so sometimes we see this played out where it's like, I just want to thank God first, because man, God bless me because I hit a three-run home run and we won the game. Well, so God isn't blessing you that you get to play, and if you didn't do that, like, is it only circumstantial? Like, this, is, this is the context of how the world talks. Let me tell you the flip side, though, because this is not the best thing for you. Jesus tells us that the way we should live is not this way. He tells us in Luke 10, 27, he says, this is the greatest commandment. <coughs> to cough when you're trying to teach and give a big point. This is the greatest commandment. Love the Lord. Love God. Love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. This is the greatest commandment. And love your neighbor as yourself. And so the flip of this and how we should live and understanding the truth of loving someone else more than yourself. This is the foundation of how you grow up in your faith is this. You love God first. And then you love others. And then you love yourself. 
It's the flip of the world, but it's understanding that this is how you find maturity. It's not this. It's this. So in your world, are you operating in this way? Or is selfishness actually what's prevailing? Because the moment I had my son and I became a father, I couldn't be selfish anymore. Because my selfishness did not want to wake up at 3 a.m. when he would wake up every single night for nine months. It was awful. See, that's my selfishness wanted to sleep. I, like, I still want to sleep because of that. But I had to be selfless. I had to care for him. I had to nurture him. I had to be a father to him. I had to love someone else more than myself. And here's the big thing that I want y'all to understand is you can come here all you want on a Thursday night and you can listen to us teach and you can have community and you can worship and it's incredible. But just coming here on Thursdays is not going to grow up your faith. You got to do something. There has to be action. Faith works. There has to be action with that faith. And so we want to give you some opportunities. So I'm going to run through some things that we're going to start doing here at C12 of ways that you can start to love someone else more than yourself. We're going to do this by by giving ourselves away. It's a core value here at our church at 12 Stone. We say we exist to inspire life, share life, and give life because Jesus said, John 10, 10, that I've come, they may have life and have it to the full. We want to go give life to other people. So on November 6th, I'm going to run through a few things that you can do, ways you can be involved. November the 6th, we as C12 are going to have a group of people. You're going to be able to sign up for this next week. November the 6th, it's a Friday night. We're going to go down to Atlanta. There's a women's shelter for women experiencing homelessness, women and their families. And we're going to go love on them. They have a worship service every, on Friday nights, this once a month thing. And so we're going to go and basically help put on this worship service, serve them dinner beforehand. A lot of these ladies have between like two and five kids there with them as well. And so some of us are going to get to go and just love on these kids that don't have a home. And then some of us are going to get to worship with these women and just nurture to them and care for them and love on them and love someone else more than ourselves. That's a great opportunity. And maybe you hear in this and you're like, I can absolutely give three hours of my Friday night to go do that. And then who knows, maybe after we're done, we're all going to go to Jenny's and have some of that because Jesus is there, obviously, right? Yeah. But listen, it's fun, incredible, awesome ways to give yourself away. Love someone else more than yourself. Next summer, we're going to have some mission trips. We had some last summer. We're going to really start to give focus to mission trips. And we're going to have one in Kenya, which is what we had last year as well. But we have a new one that we just talked about um, coming up uh, this summer is going to be going to Hungary. And in Hungary, we're going to be teaching English. It's going to be a two-week trip, teaching English and teaching in these schools to these kids and just loving on kids that are a lot less fortunate than us and just being the hands and feet of Jesus, loving someone else more than yourself. You're going to find out more about that coming up. But it's not just outside the church, right? It might be outside C12, but it's also inside the church. So for some of you, it's realizing that on Sundays you have time that you can do things. And so you go and you join up with the greeting team, with the parking team. You're doing things and loving on others more than yourself. You go and realize we have children's ministries at all nine of our campuses, right? And some, some of the children's pastors are in the room. Um, but we have children's ministries at all nine campuses, from the little itty-bitty babies at six weeks all the way to the huge babies in fifth grade. Like, there are opportunities for you to serve, for you to go and do this. In middle school, in high school, go and invest in someone. What are the things that you wish you had heard when you were 13, 14, 15, 16 that now you know? You have wisdom. Go give that wisdom to someone and love on them. 
There are opportunities for you to give yourself away and love on someone else more than yourself. That's how you build the foundation of growing your faith, of growing in wisdom and in stature and in favor with both God and with men. And this is what I want us all to do. So we're really going to be pushing this hard through the rest of this semester and into the spring. And we're going to have opportunities next week for you to sign up for these different things because I really believe this is crucial to your faith. You can't just sit and be a, be a fan, be a spectator. Like This is not a spectator sport. Involvement is needed to actually grow up, and I want you to have that because it's a crucial element to your faith. Now, another thing happens in terms of community. This is what I want to end on. Whenever you experience this in community, I found that the best people to serve with are your friends. The people that I, <laughs> the people that I want to serve with are those that I love the most because then we can share in the experience together. So who is your best friend? Go get them to go sign up and go serve somewhere. Who, go invite five people to come with you on Friday, November 6th to go love on these people. What impact would that make when you get to serve people in that way? So find community and do it in that way. And here's what the Bible says. The Bible's got it right. I'm telling you, has it down. In Acts 2.42, this is at the very beginning of the church, it says this. This is what they did as believers. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship and to the breaking of bread and the prayers. Now, I know they got it down and they got it right because that's what we're about to do. So here's what I want to do. I want to pray for us and then I'm going to kick us out of the room. Because we are going to watch the first half of the Falcons game on a 60-foot screen in that main room. And it's going to be greater than anything you've ever experienced, I promise. So we're going to go in there. But before we go in there, we're going to have about 20 minutes before the game actually starts. And we are going to, our team is out there kind of turning things around. We're going to have pizza for y'all. We're going to have wings for y'all. We have a keg. That's what I'm talking about. We're having a kegger of root beer. Um, That's right. But we for real do have a root beer keg. Um, we got Sprite water root beer. We have pizza. We have wings. <coughs> I have coughing. Um, but uh, here's the deal. We're going to ask that just in terms of making sure everybody can get some, two pieces of pizza be kind of the limit, or at least at the start, two pieces of pizza and two wings, all right? So if you came in expecting to eat like 100 wings because you're a guy and you can do that, you're not going to do that tonight. Um, two pieces of pizza, two wings, have a drink. Here's the deal. No food allowed in that main room, okay? We just One of the agreements I got for us to be able to go in there. No food allowed in the main room. So if you want to come back in here and use these, t- these high-top tables, you can. If you want to eat while standing up, that's fine as well. We're going to have the game playing on these screens right here in front of these doors outside in the lobby. So while you're eating or during the game, if you want more food, you can come get some. Uh, but really, we're going to go in there and sit in the three bottom sections right in front on the floor in front of the huge screen, and we're going to have a blast tonight. Um, I'm going to pray for us, and then I want to show you something uh, to give them a little more time to get it turned around, and then we'll go have a lot of fun tonight. So, Father, I thank you for this, and I thank you that you teach us, that you mold us, that you grow us, and that you desire for us. Um, God, you desire for us to have a good time doing this. You do. You, you gave us laughter. You, you designed fun memories and opportunities to build communities. So God, I ask that you would that you would allow all of these people to be stirred tonight to start loving someone else more than themselves. To start giving themselves away to do something, Father, that that serves to put their faith into action. And God, I ask that through the rest of this night you'd allow us to be a group that is so inclusive that every single person in this room would know that they are welcome here 
And I'm glad they are here. And I pray they would continue to come here and to learn and hear about you because, God, we're here for you. So be made famous in this place. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.